Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today is going to be a good episode with my friend Brendan Burns at Kuyu. Before we get to that, I want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast and being such a loyal listener. I also want to thank the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank Go Hunt Insider. Go Hunt Insider is the best Western hunting resource tool to figure out draw odds, harvest statistics, to look at strategy articles for the different animals for different states, different species. Go to gohunt.com forward slash jscott. You're going to get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card. I want to thank them for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Go Hunt, the optics department. My friend Cody Nelson of 20 plus years is the optics manager. If you guys have any optics needs at all, whether it be binoculars, spotting scopes, rangefinders, rifle scopes, tripods, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call at 702-847-8747. That's extension 2. I want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. I've been wearing the Kuyu gear since the latter part of 2010. Uh, Kuyu gear is a direct-to-consumer model. You can go to kuiu.com to order directly off the website. I want to thank onxmaps.com. Onyx Maps is a tool that I use every single day in my real estate business, my hunting, and my fishing. Uh, It's got a great public-private land overlay. It's got a toggle that you can go back and forth between an aerial, a topo, and a hybrid mode. Uh, It's got a breadcrumb feature. Go to onyxmaps.com. Use the jscott20 promo code, and it's going to save you 20%. Uh, phonescope.com use the jscott20 promo code it's going to save you 10% discount there at phonescope and then apex ammunition apex i'm going to be shooting the tss the tungsten super shot this turkey season go to apexmunition.com you can also go to the show notes of this podcast and link to all of the sponsors i appreciate you guys uh, supporting these guys because they support this podcast let's get right to the show Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I've got Brendan Burns of Kuyu on the line. Brendan, how you doing? Doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm um, doing pretty good. It's kind of crazy times out there right now. I think it's, you know, the last couple of weeks has been one of those things where all of us as hunters, um, you know, I feel like us hunters have been able to probably manage a little bit better with everything going on, you know, as far as, you know, we know where our food comes from and, you know, we know how to survive and i think those survival skills come in handy in times like this what are you thinking yeah i mean i've been obviously i think most of us have been practicing uh social distancing for quite a while now um <laughs> half the time. uh yeah it's, it's it's definitely interesting times and uh and it's just you know being self-resilient being uh <clears throat> you know resilient and uh and able to take care of yourself is obviously, uh, I wouldn't say it's like a warm blanket, but, you, you, you know, you feel good at the fact that, you know, got plenty in the freezer and, uh, you know, you can take care of yourself. And, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you don't want to freak too many people out or anything. It's like we all know what's going on, and so you just kind of, everybody's kind of sitting back and watching and, you know, trying yeah. to keep things as normal as possible. You know, I mean, it's just like anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I think the best thing we can do is just um, heed the government's advice and the CDC's advice and, you know, try and all get through this. I know everybody listening is anxious to get back to work and, you know, get back to, to everyday life, but the reality is we've got to kind of follow some of these guidelines and, 
Um, you know, the social distancing part, it's, uh, you know, partly, you know, you go on Instagram and stuff and you see partly there's jokes about it and memes and stuff, but then the reality is we, we do need to, this is a deadly virus and we need just to make sure that we do our part to uh, people out there that would be, you know, highly um, capable of catching it. We need to make sure they don't. So, the, you know, let's wash your hands and just do the things we do. But, you know, I think one of the things for me is it gets my mind wandering to a lot of my hunts, whether they be this spring or this summer or this fall. Um, but, it, you know, it just allows me to kind of clear my mind um, and not, I'm not quite as busy as I usually am. I've been staying around my house quite a bit more, uh, getting a few things done, getting some yard work done, but it allows me time to kind of think about those things that I love to do. I'm curious if you've had any of those moments, um, you know, have you been out shooting your bow or anything where you're just kind of realizing how there's so many things that are important out there and, and thinking about those things? Yeah, well, I can certainly say my uh, my garage and all my gear has never been more organized. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely got after that this last week, and yeah, I just think you you, you sit back and you you look at the things that are important, and uh, especially on the planning stuff, you know, coming up for the fall. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't let this get in the way of you know, I'm still planning on getting out there this fall and uh, and and this summer and 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 even this spring, you know, depending on what they tell us, and just trying to. Yeah, just kind of put stuff in. Good perspective on things, right? Just trying to keep yeah, everything yeah, in check. Brendan, we do a Q&A where I get questions uh, from Instagram uh, followers, and there's always great questions that customers have, and it's awesome to be able to get you on the line, uh, someone that you know designs the gear and uses the gear from point A to point B, uh, and get you on and talk to someone like yourself with Kuyu uh, and get these questions answered. So let's just dive into some of these, and uh, there's some really interesting questions. I think you're going to enjoy this. So uh, let's start out. Uh, would love to see some sort of blaze orange panel that attaches to the Kuyu packs. Is there any, uh, are, are, are any of that in the plans or works? Yeah, I assume for marking yourself when you're packing out something or antlers or whatever, yeah, that's, I would that's a good idea. I'll definitely, I'll definitely pass that along. It'd be a simple accessory. Uh, I usually just use an orange vest, but uh, that's definitely something. I have a list going all the time of stuff we we throw out there. And some of this stuff, um, it just boils down to a, a amount of bandwidth and time we have to, to, to produce it. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely pass it along. It's a good idea. Yeah. Here's another question. You're going to love this one. Actually, I love this question because it's one that I want, but I love it that one of my listeners put it in there. Uh, are we going to see a big brim boonie hat for this summer? Um, we will not see it this summer. I have passed that along. I think on the last time we did the Q&A, I did, I did pass that along, and I think they're looking at some stuff. And um, you, you big brim boonie guys are uh, very specific <laughs> in sizing and uh, length and all that stuff, so they'll, they'll, uh, they'll be working along on that and, so this stuff, again, just boils down to bandwidth and um, how much time you can devote to. we got a lot of other big things in the works. So, uh, but it's, it's definitely been well noted. I'm sure we'll see it again on the, uh, on the questions, but uh, it's definitely been noted. It's one of those things, Brendan, when I see myself in the hat that I wear, like when I go hiking and stuff, and it's like, I mean, this thing's like a sombrero, like as big as it gets. I look at it, and I'm like, that is the goofiest-looking, dumbest-looking hat. But I, I find myself... I find myself when I'm, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I always find myself reaching for that hat because it gives me the most um, sun protection. So I know there's a lot of people out there too that, you know, they, they hate seeing the pictures of themselves in it, but it seems like a lot of guys wear them. Well, as a fairly light-skinned individual myself who burns, and, and I actually don't wear a hat that often, uh, I, I'm going to have to give one a try. But, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely been well-noted, uh, obviously, Jay. You, uh, you've, you've, you're a big fan of those too, so we're, we'll, uh, the, we're the cool we're factor might have been might not uh, quite convey with those hats, but the uh, practicality would convey. So, uh, next yeah. question here. I'm loving all the Kutana line. Just feel like there's, uh, let's see. Just feel like it's a missing shirt. It's missing a shirt. Any plans to make a Kutana tee? Um, yeah, the the Kutana fabric. Uh, stress line would not be a great fabric for a t-shirt in my opinion um, I'm not really sure where that would sit but pretty happy with the uh, 125 merino tee and the, and the 118 peloton which gives you kind of a real some versatility whether you like merino or synthetic you know for the guys that don't like merino or or, or don't want to wear a synthetic I feel like we're pretty covered on the t-shirt uh, on the t-shirt as far as fabrics go but <clears throat> yeah I mean it makes the katana, there's a lot of really good things that it does. I'm not sure that it would make a great T-shirt. I mean, denim is... Well, because of the durability of the fabric of that technology, it's it's not one that I think of that's like close next to skin would be something that you would necessarily want, right? I mean, it's it's more, you know, all of the katana line that I have, feel it, you definitely get that sense of that durability, and I'm just not sure that that's next to skin what most people are going to want. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty happy with our t-shirt design. Now, now, if he's talking like a missing shirt, like a button-up shirt or something like that, I mean, we're always looking at different fabrics and fabric weights and specs and uh, as far as some of that stuff, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that you know, makes pretty pretty nice jeans, but it's not that great on a, tee, on a shirt. So Yeah, really you know, one thing I, I think I might point out, uh, there's the Ultra Tiburon Hybrid Zip Tee, which has just come out. I have not actually yep. tried it, but from what I understand, it's got the, you know, the Zip Tee f uh, functionality, but it's a highly breathable dot air fabric, and it has the high-stretch Peloton 118 panels on the side. So, so in essence, Correct. you're getting... Yep all of the benefits of the Tiburon, but you're also getting that soft feel of the, of the Peloton 118 on the sides and the cuffs, which I'm sure you've tested that piece of gear. I have not, but it was, it's definitely one that's in my wish list to get because it, it looks like a really good piece. Yeah, the, the, the dot there, the restriction that you, you got from it in our previous shirts, we've eliminated with the adding the stretch panels, and uh, yeah, it's a really nice piece, and anybody that um, I, I think we've had quite a few questions in the past about when it's coming or how it did get released. It's on there right now. It's called the Ultra Tiburon Hybrid Zip Tee. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice piece. It's just got a lot more freedom of movement. It's uh, just a little, um, just the right fabrics in the right places. Um, super nice thing. I, I wore it at the trade shows a bunch this, this winter and uh, really, really like it. And so, yeah, you know, I'm happy with that. Brendan, it seems like Kuyu is really going to a lot of these hybrid systems, um, you know, with the different jackets, with the different pants, with the, you know, the hybrid system where you're getting the best of both worlds. Would you say that, you know, definitely from using the product and getting customer feedback that that, 
you know, hybrid product where you're, you, you know, you're kind of getting a little more durability in some of those places or maybe water resistant or, or water repellency in those areas and then you're getting some more of the soft feel where you have the hot spots, you know, so people can ventilate and stuff. Do you see Kuyu, you know, really pushing that hybrid uh, product in the future? Yeah, we've we've released quite a few hybrids this year. You know, like the when you look at the 210 or the 260 um, that we came out with, and again, you know, it's you know, it's all designed around function. Whether you're wearing a pack or like in this case, like the underarms and, and these these areas, um, definitely, you know, you can use a little more stretch or a little more freedom of movement. Um, yeah, I mean, the hybrid stuff is definitely uh, allows us to, to just add some versatility to some of these pieces that when they were just about right, but maybe not totally perfect, and you can add a new fabric or, you know, like I said, the the hybrids are basically the, the, the exact right fabrics in all the right places. And, uh, yeah, I think we're doing a, doing a really good job with that, and they're, they're fun to work on. And, and, you know, there's some combinations we, we test that don't work out correctly, and the ones that we release uh, we're, we're real happy with. So, they're, yeah, they're, they're, uh, a lot of them are going to the, the hybrid-type design. See, any closer to the product to keep the feet warm during long, cold glassing sessions? Um, all I can say is we're working on it. Um, it's, it's not that simple, um, but we're definitely working on it. Okay. Outlaw, or excuse me, outlet pro pants worth it for lower 48 and building a gear bin. Yeah, I love the pro pant for certain times of year. I mean, is it is it worth it? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. You can never have enough pants. Um, I love the uh, – I wore the pro quite a bit just as it gets a little bit colder. And then there's just times when uh, when it's nice to have a knee pad. Now, some guys don't like a knee pad or some do. Um, I don't like a knee pad until it gets just a little bit cooler out. Um, but like I said, I want to run a little warmer. But, uh, yeah, that's a nice pant. I think that – I'm not sure what is exactly in the outlet. I think it's just a colorway that didn't sell that great or – but uh, I think it's a pretty good deal, so I jump all over that. Uh, tell him to make a pro merino pant exclamation point uh, with maybe air dot shins than a one eighteen hoodie. Um, always appreciate the input. A, a pro merino pant. We have a, we have the uh, pro merino full zip long underwear, which is a really nice application for that. But a pro merino pant, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I don't. We we have the full zip long underwear in now. Um, dot air shins. I don't. I don't know. <clears throat> I'll, uh, I'll have to take a look at that. Caught me off guard with that one. One eighteen hoodie. Um, I don't believe we have that in the works. But uh, again, always always appreciate the input, and that's a couple things I'll write down and, and get back to them on. You know, one of the things, uh, Brendan, about a pro merino pant that I would worry about would be durability. And I mean, I think as, as soon as you probably heard that question, you were thinking the same thing. Yeah, it might be quiet for stocking around, but, you know, it would probably be a product that if you wore as an outer pant, it's not going to have a lot of durability. That would be one of the things that I would worry about with it. It's not a tight enough um weave to uh to be a pant I, yeah i just i just don't think it would be the right fabric for a pant i mean certainly for a for a full zip line underwear like we like we build i think it's a it's a great application is the ultra pack line discontinued that's the first question um it is not discontinued it's being updated so no uh it's okay so if they don't see it on the website does that mean that it's not in stock or 
Not necessarily. So it just depends. Some stuff, uh, obviously, we're always <clears throat> working on new ways to improve our modular pack system. So we have some updates coming. Um, you know, that's that's an important line to us, and so we're we're always working on on new things. And just because it's out of stock or it's sold out, you know, an update's coming. I mean, we're obviously <clears throat> new fabrics. You know, when you come back to like the hybrid stuff or whatever, we're always working on on new stuff. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's 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 discontinued or dead. It's just uh, either getting updated or, or some things go away or replaced by other things. You know, like the, the ultra um, suspension is going away in, in favor of we, we don't really need a second suspension. There's not a there's not enough weight differentiation between the two, and we feel like the new pro suspension is far more comfortable and uh, really solved a lot of the problems that we're trying to fix. So uh, there's some things that get updated and, and moved around, but um, at the end of the day, not everything. Um, just because it's not on the site, obviously some stuff gets sold out, and um, just just depends on the item. But um, <clears throat> not discontinued um, as of right now. Um, just getting worked on, so okay. always looking to improve it. Any plans for a new minimalist ultralight sleeping bag? Um, not a sleeping bag. Not at the moment. Not definitely not on the sleeping bag at, at this point in time. I mean, the reality is the bags you guys make are so good and so light anyway. I mean, I know this guy's probably just talking about like a throw or something, but I mean, the, the 30 degree, I mean, I feel like the bag is, I mean, it's hard to beat the bag you guys have now. Pretty small, pretty light, um, pretty packable. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's always new stuff out there. A lot of guys are always, and again, I'm the same way, always experimenting stuff. A lot of guys are Go into quilts and super minimalist. It just it just depends on how it how it fits in your system. Um, but as of as for KU, like we don't have any plans for a lighter sleeping bag that we make right now. Any updates coming to synthetic layers and or new pieces? Um, nothing I can speak about. Nothing coming in, out in the near future. We pretty much released all that stuff already. Cuyu uh, Verde or Vias for Colorado? Um, just going to depend on your preference and the area you're in. I mean, obviously, if you're in a lot of, you know, timber, elk hunting up high, greener, I mean, I'd lean towards the green. And if you're, uh, you know, dead um, frost burn later season type stuff, I'd lean, or, or early super hot plains type stuff, I'd lean towards the Vias. Um, I kind of run a mixture of both, so it just, just depends on what your preference is. Will Kuyu make a light early season pant with knee pads? Uh, I'm sure at some point in time we will. Uh, we've tested a few things, nothing solid in the, in the, in the works that I can say is definitely coming right now. Um, the knee pads are one of those things in the super warm weather. Um, it's, it's definitely a different knee pad than what we than what you cur the way you would currently like on a, on a later season kind of a colder pant because of the breathability. So right. there's some uh, there's some stuff you got to work on about breathability and we're always looking at, at new things and that's what i found too brennan with the knee pads on the different pants that you guys make i mean if it's warm at all it seems that you know because of the nature of that pad it, it's not very breathable um that but definitely on the colder weather hunts when you know the temperature is a lot lower that's where you don't notice that uh but definitely you know on those you know, like archery elk hunts and early mule deer hunts and some of that, um, that's where I find that the knee pads, 
you know, you can just feel kind of the clamminess, the warmth of that they create. Yeah, just depends. I I I find myself definitely liking knee, knee pads later in the season than I do early, for sure. Okay, this guy says I'm a 36 inseam, six six. How will the 35 inseam work? Do they uh, let's see? Do they run long enough? Yeah, I mean we've got the the long inseams now, uh, 37s on the site, and, and the attack pan. I would uh, I'd give those a try. Obviously, you can unhem them as well if you need longer. But I would say if you're a 36 inseam, I would I would go with the uh, I would definitely not try the 35. I'd go with the 37s. Brendan, the attack. I mean, are they still the number one selling pant? I mean, when you guys came out with those, they just sold so well. Are they still kind of at the still, top of the yep. food chain? We still sell more of those than anything. That's correct. Okay. The question says, uh, Jason said on your podcast, you must be meaning my podcast, all Merino slash synthetic blends were fraud. Why now the pro line? It's a great question, and it's uh, it's actually not a blend. I would say a blend a blend is generally a way to make um, merino cheaper, and this is ours is not a blend. I mean, I, I've, I've tried to make that super clear, and we've we've tried in our uh, in our marketing and and all the descriptions and stuff. Um, it's a dual layer knit that gives you the best of both worlds, and what it means is is it is. 17.5 micron next to skin. A, a blend is is basically exactly what it sounds like. It's chocolate and vanilla in the blender and you get light brown, you know, like that's what it is. This is not, this is a dual layer. So um, it's a dual layer knit that gives you the best of both worlds. It's, you know, hydrophilic 17.5 micron merino next to skin with a hydrophobic poly eyelet construction on the outside. And what that does is it absorbs the water next to skin, pulls it through, and then it's pushed out and dispersed over these large eyelets that have quick drying surface time or, or uh, Quick drying time because uh, it spreads it out over the surface. It's they're super fast drying. It's a really really cool piece, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely not a blend. We've 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 never produced. I don't believe we've ever even messed around with a blend. It's just it's just generally a way to make um, merino cheaper, and and that's that's definitely not what the pro is. It's uh it's it's a yeah best of both worlds. This question's about the Gale Force. Let's see, Gale Force set work uh, for whitetail stand hunting in Midwest Illinois. Is the fabric noisy? So I think they're wanting to know if, if the Gale Force would be a good piece for whitetail stand hunting, and is it noisy? Well, it'll definitely keep you warm. It wasn't really built for like stand hunting and staying quiet. If he's, if he's talking about keeping quiet. Um, it's a it's a it's a windproof, waterproof, hard shell built for protection that's got insulation. So I wouldn't call it quiet, especially when it gets super cold. Um, I just used it in the Yukon. I went up with Greg McHale on a bison hunt, um, and we snowmobiled, you know, a couple hundred miles. Um, it's really built for protection. I've used it on Kodiak Island late season when it's when it's really just nasty weather, and um, you're just looking for more protection and insulation in your piece. Um, but I. <clears throat> it's kind of a loaded question, but I, I would not call it quiet as far as, you know, I, I, I think I probably know what he's thinking about it. It's definitely a hard shell. It's a hard face, so it's uh, it's, it's noisier. I wouldn't I wouldn't quiet, call it quiet at, at like, close distances. Um, but that's not really why he built it. I mean, it was tested on muskox on bison hunts, colder late-season stuff, um, mountain-type stuff when you're, you're cruising around class and um, moving really built for protection um and again you know a lot, i think a lot of the quiet 
whitetail stuff that people are, you know, use is not windproof or waterproof. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's just built for that, it's for being quiet. So it's, it's definitely, uh, <clears throat> now you could certainly use it in those situations, but if you were wanting it to be super quiet, I, I definitely wouldn't put it in that category. I think what he's probably pushing at is like whitetail stand hunting, like bow hunting. He's not saying that, but maybe I'm speculating and, you know, wanting like some sort of fleece jacket where it's super quiet when you draw your bow. But what you're saying is for those times when you're stand hunting in the, in the Midwest where you, you know, are getting those fronts and those snowstorms and rainstorms where you want to sit all day, absolutely for rifle hunting where, it, you know, being able to sit in the elements all day, it's, it's, it's absolutely would work for that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's built for, you know, it's, you know, it's built for keeping you warm and, and for serious protection in really, really cold, nasty weather. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, if you think of, you know, riding snowmobiles, muskox hunting, um, you know, really long glassing sessions when it's just pounding weather. I mean, like I said, I used to on Kodiak, we just had some awful weather. Um, it's, it's, it's just for those, those, you know, super windy, super cold, um, just that big time protection. Um, that's why we built it. I mean, when you think about muskox hunting or bison hunting late, that, that's, that's what it was built in, in those type of applications. It's a really awesome, and it's more of a parka cut, you know, like it's a, it's a, just a, just a cold weather piece. It really kind of, our first time diving into that really lower end cold weather stuff. Brendan, to, I have not seen the Gale Force myself um, or touched it or anything. Um, from, a, from a standpoint of, you know, thickness, like, you know how the Super Down Pro, like, I kind of have a, an idea of density, like how thick it is. Is it like that but with a shell on it or not as much insulation, say, as the Super Down Pro jacket or pants? Um, heavier duty than that, yeah. Okay, so it's, it's uh, even more heavy duty. Yeah, it's got a, it's synthetic insulation, um, but it's it's definitely heavy duty. I mean, it's substantial. I wouldn't call it super packable. I wouldn't call it super quiet. But everything else, it's windproof, waterproof, insulated, hard shell, pole protection for like the nastiest weather you could, cold weather you could throw at it. Um, like I said, I, I think it got down to uh, <clears throat> when I was using on the bison hunt, we saw a low of like negative 35, and I had a super down underneath it um, just because I run a little bit cold, but. I mean, it's, it's for that type of uh, those really nasty, nasty weather, for sure. I want to back up for a second. You talked about hunting with Greg for buffalo and some of the temperatures that you were telling me about, you know, sleeping in those temperatures. Um, how many days were you out? You know, you talk about covering a couple hundred miles on snowmobiles. Like, would you make a camp every night? T tell me how that went. Yeah, we, we, had a, uh, we had one place that we camped that was in a really good, good spot for us because, you know, we brought a chainsaw and had, you know, like co winter camping is one of those things that it's, it, it was a really cool uh, trip for me and Greg invited me up to does bison hunt every winter and, and, uh, you know, to be that remote and, you know, the cold camp, I wasn't a hunter, obviously, I'm, I'm not a resident of the Yukon, but, um, you, you just, it gets you out of your comfort zone. I mean, I don't think people realize, and I don't, I mean, I live in Montana, but I still, you know, like to be 75 miles from a road, and to camp out in winter when you're seeing temperatures dip at night to negative 40. And, you know, that winter camping, and you know, just requires so much gear and so much food and so much, you know, um, yeah, it was, it was a really cool trip. And, you know, we stayed out, I think, four days. Greg killed a gigantic bison, which was, which was incredible. Um, 
temperatures were nasty, and especially you know when you're riding a snowmobile and you add whatever the 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 speed you're going, you're going to add that much wind to what you're doing, and uh, um, and then getting hot too as well. Throwing a sled around, I'm not the greatest snow, <laughs> I'm not the greatest <laughs> snowmobile rider on the planet, uh, so I, I struggled a bit um, getting around. But it was uh, it was just a cool thing to go up and just get out of your comfort zone. I haven't done a I've done some winter camping and some really cold weather camping, but not like this. Um, it was it was just a really cool trip, and I'm sure Greg will you'll know, have Greg on and. You can talk more about some of this, but it was uh, yeah, it was just a cool experience, and obviously, obviously, a massive animal, and they just live. They're just they're not afraid of anything. It's the, one of the toughest things on the planet. There's no amount of cold weather, no amount of I mean, predators basically don't affect them at all, and uh, really, they're just they're just kind of out there living in the middle of nowhere. But to be that remote and to sleep out in that that kind of cold weather is uh, it's definitely eye opening, and and it just gets you out, like I said, out of my comfort zone and. It was a really cool thing to experience, and uh, yeah, it was cool. And you said Greg's just a savage beast. Yeah, he's an animal. He's an animal. Is, uh, well, and, and you know, I mean, he, I mean, Greg obviously being he's a he's a was a former world ranked adventure racer. I mean, the guy is definitely an animal. But um, even you know, like between Alaska and the Yukon, and guys in BC, you know, like you know, even I live in Montana. We just don't have like to be seventy five miles from the nearest road is a level of remoteness that we don't have here. I mean, you can't get that far from a road where I live. I mean, you know, you know, that's twice through the Bob Marshall, you know, like it's to, to be that far in is just, it's just really, uh, you, you really get a feel for how small you are in those type of situations. And, uh, yeah, and it's a, you know, it's just everything you do has to be well thought out and you want to make sure you're not breaking down. You've got enough fuel and, you know, I mean, we got a chainsaw and you're, you're obviously making a, you know, fire and warmth and, food and all that kind of stuff it just it just takes a level of thought to uh, to being prepared on that stuff that uh that's just just definitely it's another skill set to acquire um you know camping in the winter time is it's uh it's definitely a, it's an adventure that's for sure you know greg just kills me because i get on instagram and i follow him you know on his storyboard and every morning 4 30 he's got his rowing He's on his rowing machine, and he's doing this and doing that and running out there with his headlamp, and there's snow. I mean, it's just like, good gosh, he makes me feel like I'm the laziest guy on the planet. That guy's unreal. Yeah, I got uh, he, he That's really what he's doing, too. I mean, I, I, I obviously stayed with him a few days, and I wasn't <laughs> up uh, doing the work at 4.30, but he was every day. <laughs> you said you heard noise, and you're like, what the heck is that? And Greg's down there just pounding it out in the morning. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, just running. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was not, not doing that. I was uh, recovering from some face windburns. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was cool. We had, a, we had a great trip, and uh, like something I definitely want to incorporate every year. It was really, really a cool thing. And Yeah, like I said, just fun to get out of your comfort zone and, and learn a new skill set. Okay, which is uh, let's see, which is more kind of fun in or in parentheses, bear or sheep hunt? Lance says everything in Alaska is kind of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I love them both. You know, like I, I would say, sheep hunt's more physical, and a bear hunt, like in the moment of truth, is probably more intense, um, but not necessarily. I mean, you, you, if you get a if you only get a chance, uh, you know, you want to do each and see if you can get on a trip whether you're accompanying somebody or or going on your own i mean they're both they're both awesome they're just different um and and like anything you know like it, it is i always tell people like a lot of these hunts like they're not really fun until you're done or until you i mean 
I, I don't know. I think fun's not even the right word. It's it's you know you just there's just not a lot of time even when you're when you're you know any of the backpack hunts I do or you know, I did two sheep hunts this last fall and I wouldn't say there was a ton of fun. I mean you're smiling, joking, in misery, um, but they're they're physical, they're demanding, and you know it's it's pushing you know it's pushing yourself to the limit. And, and on the bear hunt, a lot of it's you know really bad weather and you know, boredom and, 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 you know, glassing and, you know, like, yeah, they're like, I don't know, I, I guess, I, I, you, you think of fun, I, I don't think of fun as either of them. I, I, I think of, um, it's a lot of hard work to get um, what you want out of it. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, it's I, it's I almost a sense of accomplishment, right? Like, you finished it, like, I did it, I, I, I was able to do it. I managed through it, and I got it done. It's more of a feeling like that, right? Rather than, boy, let's go ride a roller coaster. Like, no, it's like a grind. At the time, it's not fun, but when you start looking back at it, sometimes it takes a longer period of time than others. Then sometimes are more fun than others, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I always say like you don't know the sweet unless you've tasted the bitter, and right. it takes a good mouthful of bitter to know how good the sweet is. So it's like anything, anything that's that's really special to you or really earned has to be earned. I mean, the stuff that you really look back on and go like, man, I thought that. I mean, I've had one fairly easy sheep hunt, and the rest of them been super tough. And I, I can say that one is by far my least favorite because it was not as tough as as it as it, as it could have been. Um, you know, the tougher ones are the ones you remember, and same with, you know, the the ones where you the success, you you know, uh, you know, you it, it's just it's just one of those things. Like you, you earn it. The the harder you have to work to earn it, the more the more it means to you. Um, so I would I would say, you know, physically, I would say the sheep hunts are definitely more difficult. Um, if that's the question, but um, they're both they both can have their. I mean, like the brown bear hunt two years ago. I mean, like yeah, it was great. Killed a huge bear. It was incredible. Got some bad weather, and you know when you're when you're even after you know arrow this giant bear, you know when you're sleeping out and it's three o'clock in the morning, you can't feel your feet, and you're walking <laughs> along the beach doing laps. It's like I wouldn't call that fun. Now I look back on it, and it makes makes me laugh, and and uh, and it was awesome. And there's nothing I would change about the entire thing, but I would not necessarily classify it as fun. Worth every penny and worth doing, but not not fun. Yeah, and if Lance says everything's kind of fun. I mean, that's Lance sugarcoating it too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, anything you gotta you gotta work super hard at. It's just like anything. It's it's great when it's over. It's awesome to look back on and and you know you truly earn it. You know, like anything that you have to earn. Um, and I think anybody can relate. You know, I mean, you, there are hunts that you go on where man, it just worked out right away, and it's just, like, you can hardly remember those hunts where, you know, first day, opening minute success, and it just, yeah, that's how it worked out, but you don't look at them and go, like, oh, that was amazing. It's, you know, day 10 of a, you know, eight-day experience that they, and, and having success, that they're the ones that you really, re, you, you know, remember. Yeah. All right, long inseam and the rest of your pant line with multiple exclamation points. Um, I'm sure that depends, you know, I, I, I think I don't make all those decisions, obviously. Um, I'm sure it depends on demand and how it sells. Um, if, if it sells really well, and obviously that's something that our, that's one of the things about our business, that we will know, like, what the demand is. And uh, I'm sure we'll be expanding into uh, at least, um, you know, some of the later season stuff. And, um, but, yeah, I, I'm guessing it's going to depend on demand. Which quarter zip hoodie is the best all around, in your opinion? 
Well, I don't think they really fall into all-around. So I would say early season, like when it's hot, I really like the 145 hoodie now. Um, love that piece. I'm, I find myself I wearing too. it all the time. It's my it's favorite. super soft. And, yeah, I mean, I would say early season, I, that's the that's the one I like the most. Um, mid-season, um, the Pro Merino now has turned into my, like, mid-season go-to piece. I love that. Um, gosh, you know, I mean, if if I'm wearing it as kind of a standalone lightweight piece and something, I would go with the the 240. The full zip is is I guess I guess I guess you yeah, some quarter zip. And then when I was up on the bison hunt, like the perfect mid layer when it's super super cold is the 260 hybrid, and uh, I love that thing when it's super cold. So I would say those three are kind of my go to right now. I mean, the 145, the Pro Merino, and the uh, and the 260. Uh, the 260 was awesome when it was super cold. That was all I wore. We were breaking down the bison. You kind of strip down. There's a lot of work to do. It's it's super cold, but you're working a lot, getting getting heated up, and uh, I I love that piece. So um, I would say those three, as far as quarters, just which I guess that's almost everything we make. So you need them all. Well, the thing is, too, I, um, for you know the Southwest stuff up here. One of the things I liked wearing last season was the 210 quarter. Uh, I I wore it a ton. Um, you know, just because the 260, the application, you know, I wasn't in that cold of weather, so I, I found myself wearing the 210 a lot more and really liked that piece. Although it yeah, didn't have, it, I didn't have it in the hoodie. hoodie. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. right. Yeah, well, I, and like I said, the, uh, the Pro Merino, is, it dries so fast. I mean, I had a, an instance, we were in the NWT this year, and that's what I was, I, I took uh, a, a, a 145 hoodie, as one of my layers and, and, and the pro merino and it went and I went on stock on a ram that just didn't work out. I ended up you know, getting the sheep and we just got pounded in a downpour and I had about a mile walk back to our gear and of course I didn't was in a rush and so I didn't bring my rain gear and just got soaked. Um, but I was shocked how fast it tried out. So you know it's, it all depends on the application um, but those, those three are kind of my go-to that I've been wearing you know in the last year. Okay, what's your rifle build for a sheep hunt? Caliber, weight, barrel length, and optics. I have a couple different sheep rifles that I have built. Um, um, the one that I probably, I got, I got a couple. It depends on, on what, and a lot of it is. My goal has always been with a rifle is a 6-pound, six 600-yard gun. So one of them that I use, I use the most is a 6.5-284. It's a Remington 700 titanium action. It's got a 4 to 14 loop hold. I'm going to say a very X5, but don't quote me on that with a low turret. And it's like it goes to like 650 yards on the turret. Um, and, and like I said, a, a rifle is more of a paperweight until you need it on a sheep hunt. You know, the 1,000-yard gun application for sheep hunting does not have a lot of use for me. I mean, first of all, I, I'm not going to take that type of a shot on a sheep, especially when, you know, on some of these northern sheep hunts where you have a wound policy, and, and you just flat don't want to wound a sheep. I mean, you can get closer. You can wait them out. I've waited for days for them to come out, like taking a shot at a long range and potentially wounding something and having to walk out of there with without your sheep when, you know, like for me, I, I, mean, I like 400 men on, on shooting. So my goal is always a 6-pound, six 600-yard gun. I have a, a Gunworks 7LRM as well that I think is about seven and a quarter pounds. That's an absolute hammer too. That uh, that, I, that I used this fall on a, on on the sheep hunt up in the or in the, in, the, in Alaska. Um, but yeah, it just depends. I mean, you want a gun that you shoot really well. I mean, I think when you and I talked once when we were, you and you were going up 
with Lance on your 14C hunt, you know, as far as big calibers and all that, it's just like, man, you want a, you want a gun that you can shoot accurately and you don't need something that's gigantic. I mean, you, you look yeah. at some of these rifles that are 10 plus pounds and, you know, if, if, if that's what you need to feel comfortable shooting, then I would definitely start cutting some other stuff out of your system. But, you know, like I said, for me, my goal is always, you know, a six pound, 600 yard gun. Um, that's, that's, you know, and I think between my two sheep rifles that I have used mostly, one is a 65284. You know, 6.5 PRC is really good. 6.5 Creedmoor is, I would consider a little small, but there's a lot of sheep getting killed with them. And then uh, on the bigger side is the 7 LM or 3. I mean, you can't have too, too much, you know. Any 7 millimeter or 300 type caliber is great for sheep as well. And just something you shoot really well to have a lot of confidence in. You know, I take a bipod too. You know, like I like a, I like a bipod. I feel like if I'm secure, can be anchored, and uh, and and can have my gun just sitting exactly where it needs to be. Where I, I don't even, I'm barely even touching it. And it's it's on the animal. I mean, I, I shot the ram at Ultimate Tuli this fall at 399 yards. Um, shot him four times, no problem. But like, it's sure nice when you're anchored. 2019 Mountain Academy video release, and when? What date will it be released? Ah, that's uh, we, that's every single time we've had a question. We've covered that up. several it, times. <laughs> it is coming. It is coming out within the next two weeks, I believe. Uh, you just keep an eye on the site out for it. Um, there'll be a newsletter coming out, but it is coming out. Okay, last question here, but there's a couple of them within this question. Heading to Arctic Red River, August 5th through the 16th for sheep. What pant would you suggest, Tiburon or Kutana or Question mark. Let's start there. Um, hard to beat the katana for that type of hunt that time of year. I'd, I'd go with the katana. Uh, I'm super happy with those. I took those on both my sheep hunts this summer. Now, unless you knew it was going to be crazy, crazy hot, which I've had one of those before, but um, the katana pan is pretty hard to beat for a sheep hunt, so I would, I would say katana. Yeah, I would second that, too, for sure, um, on the katana. Okay, I like, the question goes on, I like my Kuyu Merino long underwear, is the new pro stuff needed for my hunt? Um, not needed. It just depends on on that time of year. I would say I would either go with the um, 145 or I I tend to take the 97 because if you're really the 97 Peloton because and, and again he said Marino I'm just going to throw my personal gear choice in here because I kind of bounce all around. Um, I take the 97 because it's lighter. And it dries super fast. And if you get to the point where you really get cold that time of year, it's just a little more substantial than the Merino. But I've taken the Merino and I've taken, um, you know, I, I tend to take the 97 just, just because it's a lot lighter in, in my in my system. And you, you're not going to find yourself wearing them that much. You generally might be sleeping in it um, during those dates. So that's, that's, you know, either the 145 or the 97, either one. If you like Merino, go with the 145 if you like. Um, a synthetic go with, the, go with the 97. All right. Then he goes on to say, Kuyu needs a Nalgene bottle holder for the pack hip belt. It's too hard to reach around the pouch on pack. Uh, working on it. I, too, have nearly um, disjointed my shoulder getting my water bottle out, so I, I totally hear that. And, uh, yeah, something will, it's definitely um, on the development list. Uh, Okay, and then lastly, he wants to know if he needs a flashlight for that hunt August 5th through the 16th up there. Um, yeah, I'd take a headlamp. 
Um, I wouldn't take a flashlight. I'd take a headlamp, and, uh, yeah, you'll have some dark days in, in, in that, that time of year for sure. Um, yeah, you will definitely. It's not light 24-7 in August, that's for sure. Yeah, I remember when I was there a month earlier in July, it was basically light 24 hours, so I would say you wouldn't. that would not be something you would need. Um, although having a little headlamp, um, you know, just it's hard for people to grasp coming from down here and going up there that it's basically you can see 24 hours a day. So for sake of, you know, ease of mind, it might be something just take the lightest weight headlamp you've got. But um, I, I don't ever remember seeing it dark on, you know, the nine days that I was out. Usually not getting dark while I'm awake. <laughs> well, last year we, uh, yeah, I mean we we stalked sheep um, actually one one day like all the way through, I guess what you would consider the middle of the night. I mean it's, you basically can hunt. You know we waited till three a.m. to go after one, and and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's always good to have a small headlamp though. You never know when you're going to need it. Um, yeah, I would take one, especially that well that time of year you'll definitely need one. So. Brendan. Uh with all the application season and everything, uh, we're, we're done with the questions, but with all the application season, uh, anything you're particularly, you know, sitting on a bunch of points or anything that you think that you might have a pretty good chance to draw out there or anything you're eyeballing? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I actually put in for a unit in Wyoming this year. I'm hoping to draw. I should have enough points. Looking forward to that. My, my son's going to be eight years old here, so starting to kind of, formulate some of my fall plans around, you know, taking him with me. He's learning how to, uh, well, he's already a better caller than I am as far as elk goes, so hopefully he'll be uh, he'll be able to help me out this fall. I'm looking, just, just some early season stuff that, that him and I can go do. Um, obviously, going to hunt Montana. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with a friend to the Yukon for uh, to help him out on a stone sheep hunt, which will be, uh, I'm really looking forward to, so. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what you draw. I'm, I'm kind of in that mid-range, which I'm sure a lot of guys find themselves in on that. We've got between 12 and 17 points just about everywhere for just about everything, which is just not enough to guarantee you're going to draw anything. So I'm <clears throat> I'm in for everything everywhere, and this is kind of that time of year where it's kind of playing the waiting game and seeing what you draw. I mean, I'm, I guess I got rejected in Alaska um, already on everything but a caribou tag, which we'll see if I have time to go hunt and, yeah, just kind of, you know, planning stuff around. Um, got a few big trips planned this fall, obviously, but uh, really a lot of it, you know, as my son gets older, I'm trying to, you know, do as much close as I can or, or stuff I can bring him with where it's not the most, you know, just to kind of get him out there with me and, and, and have some fun. And, and uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I'd love to draw on a bat or one of those, but well, you just can't guarantee anything anymore. Yeah. Has Lucas been in a situation where he's really gotten to hear uh, elk, you know, really bugling and getting after it? I mean, is he, has he truly seen it really good yet? No, not not in the rut yet. We have not got into it. I've taken him a couple times. He was with us, um, with, you know, Beth shot a great big bull two years ago during the rifle season, and he was with us when we, when we got it. It was, it was really cool. Um, just absolutely awesome, and he was six then. But no, we haven't really got into the bull streaming. Um, he came and helped me pack a bull out out in 2015, and there were some bulls going crazy. But he was pretty small. He was like, well, I guess he'd have been three and a half at the time. So he was, you know, I, he came and helped us pack one out. So no, that's what I'm looking forward to this fall. And, and you know, it's it's like I said, he's eight. He's super into it. Could not be more addicted. He just loves it. So. 
Um, he I'm does. It's amazing. My, I'm kind of planning some of my applications around, you know, nice time of year, too. You know, like, I mean, again, when we're talking about hunting, there's a lot of stuff that's not that much fun. My wife continues to tell me, like, let's try not to, let's try not to take them on stuff that doesn't involve fun or nice weather. So, right. um, we, we get out there a bunch and, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's always fun. And yeah. How about, how about you? Are you, uh, are you applying this year or? Yeah. I mean, I've got, yeah, you're in? you know, I'm in, I've got hopes for, you know, different things. Um, but again, I, you know, the, the best option I have is Arizona deer. I have 19 points. So I'm one, point probably shy of the max pool for 13b rifle i could probably draw 13a rifle uh deer up on the strip um so you know that that's probably my best chance uh you know and it's one of those things that you know on a year like this as good a moisture as we've had and a great year last year you know i'm i'm considering putting in for 13a uh, I've always just done 13B trying to get that one time to hunt, you know, on 13B on the strip. But, you know, 13A on a great year, back-to-back great years, I think um, that could be an option for me as well. So um, we'll see, you know, going, going back, i got one more question. You know, you talk about with Lucas and, you know, he's getting to be 8. You know, in a lot of these states, you know, you have to be 10, some you have to be 12, 14 years old. Um, as, as you move forward, do you truly anticipate your passion for hunting might take a backseat to wanting to make sure that Lucas gets exposed and has the best opportunities that he can? I mean, do you see that moving forward being more of a goal of yours than some of your own personal hunting goals? Oh, 100%. I mean, like I said, I've had more opportunities than any human being should possibly have. You know, like he definitely can't feel, you know, like I, I've had uh, way more opportunities than I ever thought I'd have. So, yeah, I mean, like right now, if I could give every one of my tags to him and going forward and do whatever, I think it's probably going to be a mix. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like anything I can do with him, I mean, uh, we're it's unfortunate. I mean, you, you can't hunt deer until you're basically, I think there's some, you can kind of hunt when you're 10 on a youth mentor program here in, in Montana, but he's a couple of, um, years away from that, and he shot a couple deer in Texas now, I and mean, we have a friend that's super generous, let, lets us come down, and we do some calling, and he's shot a couple of nice bucks on the guy's place, which is really cool, and yeah, I mean, whatever I can do to keep him, I, it's not hard to keep him, to keep him interested, it's, it's really all he wants to do, so um, just, just keeping that fire lit in him, and, and having him take him on, on some of these things without burning them out or, or doing something that is uh, over, you know, it's kind of that fine line where <clears throat> you want it to be fun and you want them to put, kind of push their, push the envelope a little bit. I mean, we're going to do an overnight camp out. We'll probably, you know, if I draw the cell keg in Wyoming, we'll be, we'll be camping out. The weather will be nice, but we might spend a few days out. And so just trying to expand his, you know, his horizons a little bit and push his envelope a little bit without, without making it miserable and still trying to keep it fun. I mean, I try to keep the drives to a minimum, um, but no, he, he was in the blind last year with me when I shot a really nice white tail buck and he got to pick it out. I said, you just tell me which one to shoot. And, um, so yeah, I'm just, I, I mean, my focus is definitely, and, and I have a daughter who's four years old too, great. If she's into hunting, she, she doesn't seem to be as much as him right now, but she's only four. So if that's the case as well, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm fully, I, I absolutely think there's, there could be nothing better. So, um, but yeah, I got That's it. fantastic. 
you've met, you've seen Lucas. I got my hands full with him. <laughs> He's awesome, man. He's something one of a kind. I got. I was so proud of him. I was at the Western Hunting Expo, and it was uh, one of the banquet nights. Uh, and uh, uh, they they came. The, the singer came on, or maybe it, no, I'm not sure if they sang it live or if they did a recording. But the Lee Greenwood song uh, "Proud to Be an American" came on, and Lucas didn't even hesitate when he heard the music. Brendan, I think you were getting prepared because you were going to get pulled up on stage. But he was at our, I was at your table, and he just stood up on his chair, put his hand over his heart, and started singing. It was one of the coolest things. I immediately got my phone out and started videoing it because it was like. There was nobody else standing, and here's Lucas Burns just standing and singing with no... He, he did not care if anybody in the room was looking at him. He was, I mean, as earnest as he could be, singing and proud and just, it was awesome. So my, I yeah, was just like cool. he, beaming. It's kind of a funny story behind that. About three years ago, we were down there, and... Uh, and uh, and Lee Greenwood was actually there, and so Lucas got to meet him, and then he's you know downloaded his song on the Kindle and all that stuff. So that's how he knows the song. And yeah, he he still refers to him as my friend Lee Greenwood. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, he's a great kid. That's awesome. Well, buddy, it's always great having you on the podcast. It's great having a direct uh, connection to Kuyu to be able to get answers like this from uh, you know from Kuyu and. I know the uh, Kuyu customers uh, really enjoy this, so I look forward to doing a lot more of these in the future. And uh, just want to thank you for coming on and, and uh, sharing your knowledge with us for sure. Yeah, and, and uh, just so everybody knows, like we're, obviously California is kind of under lockdown, but uh, our customer service is open right now still. Like We are trying to keep everything as normal as possible. Obviously, everybody knows what's going on. Um, but customer service is open right now. They're forwarding all the calls. Um, the call center is open from 7 to 3 p.m. Pacific. Um, we are still shipping, and until they tell us otherwise, we're going to continue to do so. Um, we're just trying to keep everything as normal as we can, and if you have any questions on anything, call up. I mean, uh, nothing nothing kind of gets you out of your uh, current space, like, like talking about hunting and, and, and all the you know, and gear and all that stuff. And same with me. If anybody has any questions on, on gear ending, shoot me an email, Brendan, be up to you. I will, uh, I'm happy to answer them. And, yeah, like I said, we're just trying to, everything is business as usual for us. Um, we'll react as we need to. We're doing everything that is uh, put in place and following all the protocols that's laid out, but we're trying to trying to keep everything business as normal at, at Kuyu. And we appreciate everybody that's uh, continuing to shop and, and uh, continuing to, to write in and, and call in. And anything we can help that um, team is still there, and everybody's ready to, ready to do whatever we can. So, um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. It's you know, it's a lot of fun to support a brand like Kuyu, and you know, you know, Kuyu stepping forth and doing the relocation and and transplanting those sheep. Uh, you know, it, it's an amazing thing, and uh, you know, Kuyu for me is an easy brand to support because you guys are doing great things and will continue to do great things. So, look forward to it, buddy. Uh, congratulations on all your success, and we look forward to having you on here again soon. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay, take care.